you could really feel the frequency of God. You could feel the frequency of pure, unconditional love. And it shifted everything inside of me. And I had my spiritual awakening. And for the first time in my life, I realized that I am not my body, that I am a powerful spiritual being. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview spaceholders from all over the world. I'm your host, my name is Carolina, and I'm the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Katarina Rain, the sound healer, the spiritual channel, and a musician. Welcome to the show, Katarina. How are you doing? Thank you. Aloha. I am feeling so grateful to be here and to connect with you this evening here in Hawaii. That's amazing that you're in Hawaii. That sounds freaking wonderful. I would love to go. But uh, yeah, when I got my visa to States, I, actually COVID hit, so it didn't really happen. But oh, Hawaii is on my bucket list totally. And you even look a little bit like Hawaiian there. You're just like, oh, you want all this beautiful, beautiful piercing and everything. And in the background, that's, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. First question that I have to you um, is about your journey. How did you become the sound healer? What has inspired you to do this and to be a you know, spiritual channel as well. How did it all start for you? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, this entire journey really started when I had my spiritual awakening, which was in early 2015. I had just felt so dissatisfied my whole life. I felt like something was missing. And so when I came to the island of Kauai, I feel like I was really on this healing journey. I was seeking something. I was searching for something. And my first seven days on the island, I met my first guru. And a guru is just means someone that leads you from the darkness to the light. And this man was very embodied as a spiritual channel. And when he spoke, you could really feel the frequency of God. You could feel the frequency of pure, unconditional love. And it shifted everything inside of me. And I had my spiritual awakening. And for the first time in my life, I realized that I am not my body, that I am a powerful spiritual being. And I was just in ecstasy for weeks after that. And I was shifted on such a quantum level that I ended up staying on the island and living there and making it my home. And so that has really guided my journey. And I went and studied in um, yoga in Bali and in India, and I studied yoga for many years, and then that transformed, and I started working with plant medicine, and my voice started to open, my channel started to open more, and that has um, guided me now to be a sound healer, musician, a medicine woman. Wow, that's amazing how the presence of someone who is already embodied in these higher frequencies and opened, right, on, on the in their energy and on their chakras and everything you, you can you their presence can literally wake you up it's crazy right how embodied someone needs to be that the only presence of them is already like waking people up i think it's just oh incredible how it can happen in our lives and i love plant medicine as well so i'm really really curious uh, about the plant medicine journeys that you've gone through and what kind of medicines have you tried and also what was your favorite experience Oh, great question. So um, the first few weeks of my, or the first few years of my awakening, I was really working with psilocybin and mushrooms and mushrooms have just been allies for me. 
And a lot of times I would go in the forest alone and I would eat three grams of mushrooms and I would go on these deep, deep spiritual journeys. And in the beginning, the first few years that I was working with plant medicine, it was really about just releasing all of the trauma, all of the programming, all of the fear that I had experienced since I was born, basically, right? <laughs> and so that eventually shifted and I was guided to last year sit in my first three-day ayahuasca ceremonies with the Shipibo tribe. And that was a quantum shift for me. And I really realized in those three-day ceremonies um, what the what the shamans are doing when they work in the lineage, when they work with the medicine and what the ayahuasca was doing, which is ultimately it's gritting you for Christ consciousness. It is upgrading your DNA. And so you are connected to the Christ consciousness grit and the heart of Sophia Gaia. And um, it's just some of the most powerful work that you can do on this planet to embody your highest timeline in form to really be like the ascended master that we all truly are, but we've forgotten. Mm, that's am And so what do you feel like is the role of the shaman? Because obviously you've uh, experienced it, like how they are guiding it on your journey. And it's actually so important to have a shaman there. So how would you describe their role? Oh, well, for when you're working with ayahuasca, I feel like a shaman is essential and it needs to be someone that you deeply trust because they're, taking you into the higher dimensions and into some of the deepest realms that you've ever experienced in this um, earthly existence. And so what I found when I'm going into ceremony, it's like you're on a ship and you want to have a captain who really has is a master. You want to be with a master captain because none of us know where we're going <laughs> right on this journey. But if the captain is a master at his craft and what he does, we're going to land back safely. We're going to reach our destination safely. And so that's why I only work with shamans that, are, um, that have had permission to work with the medicine within different tribes. So I've worked with the Shipibo um, the, and the Huni Queen. Those are the two main tribes that I've worked with over the last um, two years. And that is what I always recommend because they are basically brought up with this medicine and they have such a deep connection with it that they can really support you and doctor you and um, yeah, really give you the attention that you need to have the best experience possible and to receive the deepest healing possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a tour guide. It's like you are in the city and you're lost. The tour guide does not uh, end up really well. And I know how, how it feels. It's like, okay, here is this, here is that, you know, don't worry, I'm here with you. You're not lost. I'm just going to guide you. So yeah, I feel like sh shamans uh, are very, very important. I've been guiding some uh, plant medicine ceremonies myself, for example, on mushrooms as well. And I feel like Sometimes without me as a guide, people would love, well, to just uh, not have a guide and to just be completely uh, out there because I've had one uh, ceremony, <laughs> you know, even just to say that, I think it's like that. And I would need someone like to ground me and to be there and to be like, hey, 
you just took some medicine. You're fine. It's really, really important uh, to just have someone there with you uh, who can who can let you know that you're not alone and you are still alive and you're still a human and it's all okay. <laughs> and sometimes you're not a human anymore and that's also okay. And um, and so I'm really curious. What was your favorite experience on plant medicine? And was it ayahuasca or was it uh, mushrooms or was it maybe something else? Uh, please share with us if you if you want. <laughs> Definitely. I would have to say that my most powerful ceremonies were the first three nights that I sat with the Shipibo tribe, which was um, early in 2021. And I went into those ceremonies with a completely broken heart. And that was actually a catalyst for me sitting for three nights, because when you sit for three nights, it's like, you are going, I mean, for me, it's like going to your death. Like I literally died each night and was reborn. And that is deep. Like there is no work that I've done that is as deep as drinking medicine with the Shipibo three nights in a row. And the first night I was baptized by Isis and Hathor, and there were just these intense waters, and it was almost unbearably intense. So they first baptized me with these like etheric waters, and then they imprinted all of these um, Egyptian, Egyptian symbols into my field. And after they were done baptizing me and imprinting all these sacred symbols into my field, I felt a blast of light and I saw spaceships up ahead. And this blast of light came from these spaceships down through my body. And the message they said from the spaceships, they said, we got another one on the ground. And in that moment, I realized what was happening, what Sean, the, it's the curandero, the shaman was helping to facilitate to literally grid us for the Christ consciousness to be fully gridded, to be fully embodied as like divine sovereign humans and leaders upon this planet. So those three nights were just such a huge catalyst for me. And those three nights were really what started my musical journey because um, that was right around the time I started to share my music and it just opened up so much for me. And that's something I really see that medicine does. It opens and activates the medicine woman within us. And I just see so many women that go into ceremony and they are so deeply shifted and it opens their voice. And it's so powerful because the medicine is um, supporting the divine feminine embodiments to speak their truth and to open and unblock the voice, which has really been suppressed for thousands and thousands of years. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I have a lot of questions based on what you just said. And first of all, do you feel like it's necessary to do ayahuasca three nights in a row? Or do you feel like it has different effect if you sit with it like, you know, let's say a few days in a row versus when you sit with it once and then after a few months, another time. And then like, how do you feel that that is... Um, working is it like building the relationship more intensely if you do it a few nights in a row yeah so this is something that's really intuitive for me like it's exactly what i needed was to sit three nights in a row with this in the shipibo tradition traditionally you do sit three nights in a row and they say that it does it does build you know she's cleaning you she's cleansing you and as you go through those three nights you go through this huge process of death and rebirth and transformation and cleansing like think about how many toxins 
um, how many viral programs, how much fear that we're accustomed to. And so that three-day container, it is really supporting the cleansing of your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. And maybe not everyone needs three days. And this is where it's so intuitive. But for me, the medicine came to me, and that's how it's always worked. My friend presented this opportunity to me. I was going through this heartbreak and this um, really this period of just being in this like dark night of the soul. And I, my whole being and soul was like, I need to be there for all three nights. And I, I already felt like I was in the underworld. So I was like, it can't get any worse. I was in full surrender. And I think that's the place you really need to be to go on that journey. Because prior to that, I was not ready to work with ayahuasca. I still had um, fear around going to, to those types of realms, which are so deep and like absolutely life changing. Like you'll never be the same after you said three nights with the Shativa. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that because for me, like I've uh, done Buffo last year and it was so intense. Uh, I was just not a human anymore. I was just consciousness. And after that, I was like, okay, I wanted to do ayahuasca, but you know what? I'm going to take at least a year break to just integrate what just happened to just, you know, because everything just in my, in my consciousness just went upside down. I was like, oh my God, I... I feel like I'm not a human anymore. So it was also kind of like a process of death because it's like, okay, I, I didn't have any concept of human body, of human existence, of anything. Um, it was just pure consciousness of infinite colors and shapes and patterns. And so I can only imagine how it feels when you go three days in a row with the medicine. And, and I'm really curious to know from your perspective, because you've done ayahuasca and you've done mushrooms, how is that different for the people who have never tried uh, any of that? Oh, I would say the difference is the level of intensity. Like sometimes ayahuasca takes me to this place where I actually think I'm going to die. I've had two ceremonies where I thought I was dying, like physically dying. And I, like, I had to ask for help. And, um, like, ayahuasca has taken me to the point where I actually, where it's actually, like, unbearable. Like, physical, mental, emotional pain. Maybe that's what I needed. Maybe it was so deep what I was purging for my whole line of ancestors. And sometimes I go through those experiences where it is the most intense thing that I've ever survived through. And I still go back the next night because I realize I'm doing this for all of my ancestors and my lineage. I don't necessarily think it always has to be that deep, but it has been like that for me. I'm also very sensitive. And this is, this is a learning curve too, because maybe next time, if it's that intense, I wouldn't drink so much because the medicine from Peru, it is, it is very, very strong. And I'm very, very already, very sensitive already yeah, very highly empathic and, and in tune. So this is where it's important to listen to your own in, uh, intuition and also take the time to integrate. Integration is something hugely important with all, all the people and all the souls right now that are awakening and feeling called to work with plant medicine is taking the time to integrate as well after the ceremonies. And this is something that I've had to learn the hard way because many times I didn't take the proper time that I should have to integrate. And it can actually have like, a negative effect yeah and so how do you integrate what do you do after the ceremony to integrate it well 
it's so important not to just jump back in to your everyday life to work, but it can be challenging sometimes because in this Western world, it's like we want to continue to awaken and be on the spiritual journey and we want to sit with plant medicine, but then it's like we have to work, we have to show up, we have to be in service, we have our families. And so in that case, I would say sit with medicine when you have the, the space and time to integrate for at least a, a few days to a week after I would take that time, be off technology, do not work, journal, go be in nature, go by the waters, reach out to friends that you were in ceremony with or to the shamans or any of the space holders. And this is something I haven't always done. And I, I sat 12 times since um, early 2021. And sometimes I would jump right back into working and I realized how it made me feel actually ungrounded within myself. And um, grounding is so important, right? Because as lightworkers, I feel like we really came here in this lifetime to be connected to the heavens as spiritual beings and also to be fully grounded and anchored so that we can serve as um, divine spiritual leaders on this planet and divine feminine leaders on this planet. And so um, last month I ended up going to Costa Rica because I felt like something was imbalanced, something was off and I had to like let go of everything for a full month. And I went to an eco village called Pachamama. And I when I was there, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's next to Nosara, oh, right? Awesome. Yeah, it's right next to Nosara. Yeah, when I was there, I really realized that I was integrating from the last like 12 ceremonies that I hadn't fully taken all the time that I needed to integrate. And so that's how important the integration is. Like the integration is just as important, if not more important than the medicine itself. And I think some people can use plant medicine as a crutch. Um, but for me personally, it's something that should only be used as a medicine and respected as such. And so intuitively you can decide how much you need that plant medicine to truly like support your highest timeline in form, not something that you use um, as an addiction or a form of escapism. Mm, yeah. And everything in our life can be really escapism if we don't do it uh, well. Everything can be a coping mechanism, right? Even meditation, even yoga, even plant medicine, anything we can turn into if if we are running away from something and we're coming from a place of fear or, you know, not having enough of something and we are reaching out for something, then it's probably not going to have as good of an effect on us uh, anyway, because we're not doing with the pure intention. And so I'm really curious how you feel the medicine of mushrooms versus ayahuasca, because the spirit needs to be quite different as well, how it kind of guides you into all, all these other realms. So what do you sense is different about these medicines in terms of like a consciousness of a plant? Well, first, first of all, like, I feel like ayahuasca is almost like this, she comes in waves, she comes up, 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 and then down. Because um, I think she knows that you can only handle so much at a time. And that's something that I noticed that is different than mushrooms, where mushrooms, it kind of comes on slowly, and then there's a peak. And then it comes down. And with mushrooms, something I notice is it's just very much like it clears away any of the density. It just clears it away and 
you go through this um, rebirth and it's almost like you um, on mushrooms, I notice I'm processing a lot, like anything that needs to come up, any emotions, it's like a, an emotional release. And then I am fully purified and just go back into this like Garden of Eden type of energy and state. Ayahuasca is like the vine of death <laughs> and they call it that for a reason because she really like really can take you to the underworld like you can fully go through like the full death it's just it's honestly like hard to explain because like every experience on ayahuasca can just be just be so different that it's um yeah and everyone's relationship with her is so different that's the thing too where i feel like mushrooms like i can explain it like pretty easily to someone but ayahuasca it's just so like yeah her essence is just so deep and multi-dimensional but one thing that i know with ayahuasca as i was saying it is like the deepest upgrade that you can experience physically mentally emotionally spiritually and she is rewiring you i know mushrooms do that too but something that i really notice about ayahuasca is that she is working on different parts of the body and you can feel her working on different parts of the body so she'll be working on the womb or the stomach or the throat or the third eye or your brain and you can really feel it oh and something that is different between them two is this the purging so you're purging energetically you could purge by throwing up or going out through number two the bottom bottom purging so that is something that happens a lot with ayahuasca it's like she is cleaning you and it feels like psychic surgery that's something i notice as well with ayahuasca it's like you are getting surgery but you there's no pain medication to not feel it it's like you are fully feeling it but there are massive rewards that come with the willingness to go to those places and to feel those things and i um something that ayahuasca told me once on a journey is that every single prayer that i ask is answered because of my willingness to go to the depths where most people are horrified and unwilling to go to and so the deeper that you were willing to go, um, the higher that you can rise, right? Mm, that's so beautifully said. And I truly believe it because then you build your strength, you build your power. I remember after this experience that I just mentioned, I feel like, okay, I was so scared and so confused and so just like, what the hell is going on? But now if it happened again, I would be like, okay, now I built some strength. Now I can go through it and I can go through probably even more and even deeper. And so I can totally relate like the, the range of how you can experience life. I feel like it's expanding because you've gone through such depth that then you can really experience the highest high and also the polarity always makes you feel like you appreciate more of the high right like that's what always I feel on my periods it's like okay I'm in pain now but in two or three hours I'm gonna be without pain I'm gonna appreciate being without pain so much more and I'm gonna enjoy it even more and so I totally trust that uh, you know when we go very deep and it's like with shadow work it's like this with anything that gives you these deep 
negative, let's say, unpleasant experiences, it always brings you higher because it's this energy is already out of you. And so you're purging it. So you're letting it out. So it's not affecting you anymore. It's not in your body anymore. So I can totally relate to that. And I, uh, yeah, I haven't done ayahuasca yet, but I would really, really love to because I like diving deep. Um, I just feel like I need to feel that this is the right moment and this is the right person for me. as well to do it because I don't want to just do it uh, randomly in any place but it's just very very interesting how many different people have many different experiences some people go through the death some people I've heard they they have the most beautiful and amazing experiences and they are just all in awe and uh, you know and happiness and they are yeah and some people didn't even uh, purge or like didn't puke and some people are puking the whole night and so it's really really interesting how the medicine just gives you exactly what you need probably depending also on your intention on your stage in your life and uh, on your on your consciousness right and the level of consciousness that you are happy to um, go into I guess, but it's really, really nice uh, that you have done so many and it means that it's actually life-changing if you are dying and still getting back to and still doing more. It's quite interesting. Like, yeah, okay, I died a few times, but yeah, I'm going to go and do more. (laughs) It seems like it's really, really powerful, but must be if you keep coming back to it. (laughs) Mm, Definitely. And it's like, yeah, you were saying it's like building this muscle, building strength and after going through those ceremonies it's like wow like nothing out here seems as difficult and and challenging in some ways it's like if i can go through that and realize like how much of a spiritual warrior that i am that's going to give me confidence and it's going to help me to show up um for life with more strength Mm. yeah and then all your problems seem quite trivial right because okay i already died it's like what else can happen here it's like what else is like you know worse than that it's like okay i can now handle any problem in my life because i've already been in the darkest places definitely and like i think the overall one of the overall teachings of ayahuasca is how to completely surrender Right, because yoga union is the merging of the individual self, the personality and the higher self spirit. And that's really what ayahuasca is teaching, complete surrender. And in that surrender, you can experience union. And when you are in massive discomfort, can you surrender? Because when you surrender, it actually makes a painful experience quite joyful. Because once you surrender, there is no more ego. It is just you connected to the divine spirit. And when you are connected, it's like anything is tra- anything that is uncomfortable can be transmuted and alchemized into the bliss of your true essence. Mm, that's so beautifully said thank you so much for sharing that and what about the people who struggle to surrender even if they everyday life do you have a maybe a perspective or an advice for them if they would like to try it uh, one day and maybe they struggle to surrender like what would you say to them to these people like oh no 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 I don't want to go there I think I'm one of them I might be one of them because like yeah I sometimes struggle to uh, surrender in life so I might guess that I would also struggle to surrender on the experience Oh, well, it's a practice like anything, right? Just like yoga and meditation is a practice. I have not been able to surrender yet for probably like my first few ceremonies. And there is a point where it's like you're so uncomfortable, right? Like you're up against the wall. Like life has presented you with such a massive challenge 
that like there is nothing that you can do but surrender. And I think that can be a huge shift for people. And sometimes that's what it takes, right? Some of us like will not surrender until like we are forced, like with so much like challenge and uncomfortability that we have to. And it seems like that's the point we're at, right? As a human race, because we're constantly going, 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 doing, 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 but then COVID came and it's like, we couldn't do anything but surrender because there was no control. And in that there was, has actually been a massive spiritual awakening. And so if for a person that maybe wants to surrender more in their, in their day-to-day life, I would just say like things like meditation and yoga and breathing, these are things that you can incorporate into your everyday life. And when working with medicine, like if you work with medicine enough, you will learn the art of surrender 100%. It's just a practice like anything. It takes time and it takes discipline and it takes dedication and devotion. Mm -hmm. Yes, but once you do it, actually, and you surrender to life and you just watch life happening in front of you, then uh, it's beautiful because you don't need to control anything and everything just happens in divine ways. So I think it's worth it, no matter how painful it can sometimes be. I think it's uh, totally worth it. And I am a big, big fan of plant medicine in general. So I can only imagine how amazing uh, the ayahuasca journey would be because, yeah, I've had uh, many experiences on mushrooms and other medicines too. And I just know that every time, as, as you said, it's like an upgrade. It's like your life becomes way better after that and sometimes you might not even understand the experience that much in your like mind through your mind but it actually is abrogating you energetically and only then after a few weeks you're like oh actually this experience changed a lot within me so that's really beautiful and also what i found that you already mentioned before is that the more you open your chakras the more you open your energy the more you open your throat as well, because all these emotions are expressed and all the unexpressed emotions are usually chilling on your uh, throat chakra, right? Everything that is suppressed. So when you do this work, when you open up and through shadow work, through plant medicine, through whatever other healing um, modality you can um, take or you can uh, do, you actually can have a better voice as a musician or as a, a singer, right? Because your chords are more relaxed and then you are able to go deeper and deeper. And I found it with a few friends who have done a few, um, you know, medicine ceremonies that their voice actually became stronger and became more relaxed and more deep in a way. I don't even know how to express it, but did you also find that it's because of the expressed emotions that you are able now to really like find your voice and find it even deeper? Definitely like ayahuasca just clears so much energetically she clears so much like i was saying physically mentally emotionally spiritually energetically from the field she clears blockages you can set intentions for what you want to work with specifically and she can has she's a living conscious being so she can work with you and support you in the ways that you would like to although she's going to also take you where she wants to take you based on what she sees that you need. And something that's really powerful with medicine is that it helps you to come out of the mind and into the body. It helps you to be more embodied. And your voice is actually expressed through your whole body. Your entire body is your musical instrument. And so when you're more connected to your body, when you're more embodied, your voice shifts. And is expressing 
um, your divine essence and your soul. And it's also very much when you're in the body, you're more tuned in, you're more present, you're more connected to spirit, to source. And when you are deeply embodied and connected to source, your voice is going to be an expression of that divinity and is going to shift people because of the frequency. And that's the thing. It's really the frequency. You're raising your vibrational frequency when you work with medicine. And so when you sing after working with plant medicine, it's going to reflect your frequency and people feel that and it shifts people on deep cellular levels. Mm, so now we're getting to the beautiful point of this conversation where we would love to hear your voice. If it's all so yeah. clear and so deep. I'm super, super curious if you could share like a medicine song with us and, uh, you know, help us heal through your beautiful music. Uh, we would be super grateful. Definitely. Yes, I would love to share a song with you guys. And um, yeah, I'd love to just explain kind of my process for bringing through music before I start. So most of my songs, I feel like, are transmissions from Sophia Gaia, Mother Earth, to really support humanity in awakening and remembering who they are. And specifically, a lot of these songs carry divine feminine wisdom because there is an awakening of the divine feminine right now, which is so needed on the planet because we've been controlled so long by this unhealthy, imbalanced, masculine energy. And so the, the feminine is now rising within all of us, male and female to support our returning to unconditional love, harmony, and remembrance. And so I receive a lot of my songs and transmissions when I'm camping alone in nature for days at a time. And nature creates a really amazing container to um, receive these types of songs and transmissions, which are very much mantra style, which is purpose so people can sing along because there's something that really, that really powerful that happens when we sing together. It really opens our hearts and connects us. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to sing a song today called The Earth is My Lover, which is also, yeah, on Spotify as well. And if you guys who are watching this would like to sing along, please feel free. Your voice is so welcome here in this space. No, we don't have the sound. We do the sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. The earth is my lover. The earth takes care of me. The earth is my lover. She respects my sovereignty. The earth is my lover. The earth takes care of me. The earth is my lover. She respects my sovereignty. Lay my body on Set me free. Lay my body on the earth. Set me free. The children of the earth are 
so much for sharing oh my god you have such a beautiful voice i can feel the healing coming through it's amazing thank you so much really i love it i absolutely love it oh music is such a beautiful way to also get into the present moment i feel i'm i know that for me i'm also a musician i spent like 10 years in a music school on different uh, instruments first piano when i was young and then uh, classical percussion and then i was on jazz drums and uh, i had a band i played drums and, and so on and i just love music and i know that for me it's such a healing thing to to be around music and to play music because it's actually a vibration that can heal us. And I feel like for many people, it also can be a practice of really being present in the moment, whether it's listening to music or whether it's playing music and really connecting to your spirit. Because I, I believe that our soul is the creative force behind uh, everything that we're doing. We as a mind, we're only receptive to our soul's uh, creativity and then we can in this body embody something and actually uh, make it happen but it's our soul that is the creative power uh, within and it all yeah it just all flows through us and i can really feel your soul through your music this is so it's so beautiful thank you so much and uh, i'm curious when did you write this song what has inspired you to, to write it so this was the first song that really came through to me that i felt inspired to write and this happened in early early last year when I went through that like dark night of soul six, six month period and my heart was just broken so wide open. I was laying on the earth after going into the sauna, which was very purifying. I was lying, laying under the stars and I just started hearing this song from the earth and it was so activating that I started running around the house I was living in at, at the time. Like I was in a towel, like pretty much naked. And I was receiving this song, like as a transmission from the earth one verse at a time. And I am just like in ecstatic bliss. And that's how a lot of my songs come through. It's in a very high frequency state um, where I'm outside in nature, deeply connected to the earth in basically a ceremonial type of container. Mm, so it's literally coming through you. You're literally hear it, right? 
Yeah, so it's interesting. This this recently started happening last year um, when I was very deeply heartbroken. Like I experienced a heartbreak where it was the most like deepest pain that I've ever felt in my life. And one day I was sitting outside at the on the house, um, sitting outside on the couch at the house I lived in at the time, and I was crying and I was feeling so hopeless. And I started hearing a song in my head and I started hearing, hearing lyrics and melodies and I started to sing. And when I thought there was nothing that could help pull me out of the darkness that I was in at that time, these songs pulled me back towards the light. And this started to happen more and more and I started to sing and I started to write them down. And I never considered myself a singer before or a musician. And um, then... After a few months of this happening, I realized, wow, if these songs are helping to support my return to love and harmony, when I thought like I was never going to heal the heartbreak that I was experiencing, these songs can help other people. And then I started to have purpose again. And, and I started to, um, started to produce these songs. I really didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that it was really important and that I was getting a lot of divine guidance to, to go for it because these messages were important and um yeah <laughs> that's so nice wow that so you just discovered that you're a musician while just channeling all the songs that's cool that's really really cool i love that and so what would you say if people would like to maybe start healing themselves with the sound because there are many ways how you can heal yourself you don't necessarily have to sing songs and play uh, guitar necessarily to actually heal, heal yourself with your own voice so what if someone just wants to try it at home and and heal themselves with the music or with their own voice what would you say uh, to people who have never tried it before maybe they would like to definitely i think even toning can be really powerful owning just exploring your voice um and feeling where it's coming from in your body which is so essential so you're like ah, 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 like whatever wants to come out and not having judgment towards it i think that's really the first step and feeling it it's the sound is coming from your entire body it's not just coming from your throat and your head and so as you tone you want to feel where it's coming from in your body and you want to feel your connection to the earth and i think that can be a great way to start just toning and freestyling and there is just so much to explore in music which i'm still discovering with the guitar, singing bowls, drums, but how I started, because I really didn't know, I just started learning the guitar even a few months ago, but I started with just the drum and singing bowls and toning and seeing what wants to come through. Because as a woman, especially, we are spiritual channels of divine wisdom. It's just about clearing out all of the, the debris to tap in to the pure channels um, that we are. And so for any, for maybe someone that's new on the path, I really recommend that you can even buy like Remo drums on Amazon. They're $70. That's what I started with, a Remo drum. And I would just drum and it's powerful. Um, the drum resonates with like the electromagnetic frequency of the earth. It's very calming. It, it pulses with your heart. It helps to bring you into the heart. It helps ground you and come to your center. The the drum is also, it's shaped like the womb. It's shaped like the void. I feel like it's deeply connected to the divine feminine. And even something as simple as drumming is actually like so profoundly 
powerful. So drumming, singing bowls, toning, and just opening your channel by allowing what is present to channel through and maybe setting a container for it to come through. For me, I always go camping alone in nature and that's me creating a container along with an intention to receive music and songs. Mm, that's beautiful. And I would add to that, I think releasing expectations and releasing attachments to the outcome would be, uh, and judgments towards yourself, because really sometimes the sounds that your body needs to make are weird <laughs> and they are going to be weird, but sometimes this is how it is. And sometimes the body needs to make a weird movement and weird sound. And that's okay because maybe the energy of the sound will actually unlock the some of the channels that you have in inside of your body. So, you know, when you just need to do it, then you should do it. And um, yeah, maybe going secluded in nature when no one will judge you, no one will force you to do anything, no one will look at you is a good uh, place to start. And I love drums as well. I feel like they are so powerful. And the energy of when you play it, it's like it can literally disperse the negative energy in your aura. It can literally like help you heal on so many levels. And it can kind of like, uh, I don't know, pierce through the layers of the energy in your body that you really uh, maybe couldn't reach just uh, normally. The drum can really, yeah, um, resonate with deep layers of you, I found at least, uh, especially with the shamanic drums that are really intentionally made for healing. They are just amazing what it, what it can happen. Or gongs, oh my God, gong bats, oh, amazing. I just love uh, all the music and all the all the tools. So for anyone who hasn't tried any gong bats or any crystal balls, um, like, uh, sound healings or anything i highly highly recommend it because it could be very opening and it's beautiful because it can be very pleasant as well it doesn't have to be like we always need to heal through experiencing the shadows and going through ayahuasca and going to the death actually the the sound the song can be also a healer so we can also heal through experiencing beautiful things not only the deepest shit of our subconscious mind <laughs> right so i also really recommend to uh, to try it out for everyone <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And that's medicine, right? Like you don't ever have to do ayahuasca if you don't want to. Like sound healing is a form of that same medicine and it's gentler. And I love what you said about just like not having judgments. I think that's one of the biggest uh, parts of opening the voice is like coming out of the mind and into the heart. It doesn't matter how it sounds. It just matters like how it feels in the body and getting into that feeling and that connection with your voice. And as you do that with unconditional love, the voice will continue to develop um, over time and letting go of self-judgment. That's such a big part of this path of sound and um, self-expression, right? We have a lot of blockages around um, the voice and speaking our truth. And so being gentle with yourself as that begins to open and know that it will continue to open as you nurture nurture it with love and um yeah i love what you said about the drum too about clearing the energies i think that's so true and just that it's so primal and activating and you can start really simply right there's so much that within the music industry but just keep it simple get one one drum right one singing bowl uh, go to a, a gong bath just do whatever your heart is desiring. And being in that childlike innocence is going to guide you and support you in fully like opening to your very highest expression when it comes to your voice.
Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all that and especially for sharing all your music. It's been really, really amazing to talk to you. And uh, where can people find you if they want to hear more of it? Because I would definitely want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I am on Spotify at Catalina Rain. You can look me up there. I have my first seven singles and I'm also going to be releasing an album this year. I'm also on YouTube where I have music videos. I'm on Instagram and TikTok, all at uh, Katarina Rain Music. And I'm also going to be launching um, a workshop called Sound Sovereignty, using your voice as a bridge between heaven and earth. So I'm going to be doing my first workshop this month for anyone that wants to deepen their connection to their voice and their own unique expression and sovereignty when it comes to their own um, divine soul sound. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to look you up for sure. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation and for your beautiful voice in all possible ways. It was so, so great to connect with you. I'm super grateful <laughs> that you agreed to be on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and for your just bright, radiant energy and for the work that you're doing on the planet. It is just so needed. And I just feel like so much just positivity and light and beauty just beaming out of you. So thank you. We're doing it together. We're in this together. Oh, thank you so much. It's so cute. <laughs> Thank you so much, beautiful souls, for tuning in and listening to us and to this beautiful music. Oh, check Katarina out. It's really, really healing to listen to her. And if you'd like to find the Soul Fam podcast on Instagram, it's We Are Soul Fam. And my Instagram, if you'd like to connect with me, it's The Connection Catalyst. Uh, that's the English one. Otherwise, uh, Karolina.Kuraj, uh, K-U-R-I-J. Carolina with K. It's my Polish one and travel one. So find me if you'd like, follow me there and stay tuned to the next episode.